0: sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London, together living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message. I'm sure you know the fairy tale of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs well. The evil stepmother asked the magical mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? She asked, who's the most beautiful woman in all the land? She asked for feedback from the mirror. So am I the most beautiful? And the mirror gave her feedback. Oh no, uh, sorry, uh, Snow White's more beautiful. And the evil stepmother didn't like what she heard. And so she tried to murder Snow White to change the verdict because someone else was more beautiful than she. Why is it so hard to receive feedback that we don't like? Some people will do anything to silence the truth. We're simply not as self-aware as we think. We all have blind spots. Some years ago, I rented a car in Cape Town and was driving through the rain and I looked in my side mirror and didn't see any cars there in the lane next to me. So I changed lane to get the shock of my life as I almost hit the car next to me. (laughs) Sorry, angry stares and fists and shouting from the other driver. It's not a good feeling when you almost hit another car, but I was thankful for not crashing into the car. This vehicle was in my blind spot. I checked the mirror, I saw nothing and almost had an accident when you don't look in your blind spot, you could easily crash into the car next to you and obviously feel like an idiot. We all have blind spots. You're driving your car, representing your life, and everything seems fine. But if you don't address your blind spots, you will at some point have a crash and another crash, and another crash. Blind spots are areas that we're not aware of. We need to become self-aware. Blind spots are areas that we are not aware of. We need to become self-aware so that we can minimize unnecessary pain on the journey of life. And secondly, so that you can grow into the true you, the person God called you to be. You see, when a dad drives the family car with mom and the three kids in the back, but he's not checking his blind spots, then he puts everybody's lives in jeopardy. When you're not self-aware, when you don't get feedback from God and others, when you don't address those blind spots in your life, it can cause a whole lot of pain. God and other people can see what you don't see. Now, when I was younger, I certainly wasn't very self-aware. I was passionate about God, and when I would pray or sing, I would be extremely loud. I mean really loud. I was overbearing. People tried to speak to me, but I felt incredibly offended if someone tried to tell me to tone it down a little bit. I felt it was sacred. This is my special intimate time with God, but I had no regard for those who were around me. I was upset with him. How dare you judge me? But I was wrong and foolish. So one afternoon on holiday, Sonic and my wife spoke to me about this. She held up a mirror for me, so to speak, and I was so upset, which simply revealed how insecure I was about allowing others to give me feedback. But in the end, I heard what Sonic had told me and I made some necessary changes. I'm a better person today because of that. I love good feedback. It's uncomfortable at first, but later on you realize how beneficial it is. Are you self-aware? Do you know who you truly are or meant to be? You need to look into the true mirror, the God-given mirror, to see who you are meant to be, so that you can make the necessary changes in your life. I believe there are three areas that you need to be aware of if you are to make your life count, if you desire to make every day count for eternity. Number one, you need to be aware of God, you need to be aware of self, and of those people on God's heart. This is what I call the priority pyramid, which I introduced in last week's message. When you keep these three priorities front and center every day, you are sure to make your life count. Priority number one, God. Be God aware. You need to walk with God daily. intimately all of life flows from him and he empowers us and leads us to make our lives count priority number two self you need to be self-aware where your heart is at and a focus on growing as a person if you want your life to count you need to grow into the person God has destined you to be to become more Christ-like you see Jesus is our standard priority number three people. Be aware of those on God's heart. People matter to God. If you want to make your life count, then you need to touch people with God's love. That is a life that pleases the heart of God. Today, we will focus on priority number two, being self-aware. And I want to give you a few powerful truths so that you can discover who you truly are. So let's get into it. Did you know that when you die and step into heaven, the first person you meet in heaven is yourself, the true you. The stories of some of those who died, who went to heaven and came back when they were resuscitated are incredible. Some, like the one lady called Crystal, shares how she was clothed in shame all her life due to the years of molestation and much abuse. She died at the age of 33 went to heaven and met herself for the first time. She saw a version of herself that was without all the lies and without the false identity that she was carrying with her. Her eyes were opened when she saw the true her the one she was designed and destined to be by God. She discovered a world without all the baggage, the doubts, the shame, the fear, and insecurities that she had here on earth. In heaven, in God's presence, you discover the true you. So are we to wait for that day, the day we die, before we can discover the true us? Not at all. God is inviting you that when you and I step into God's presence today and every day of our lives, we discover more of the person we were always meant to be. That is why being God-aware is our number one priority. Many of us are like this lady, Crystal. Life has happened to us, and with that we have adopted a false identity due to our pain, disappointments, and hurts caused by people in life. Due to all of these, we tend to become selfish, which is like living within a thick spiritual mist, where we are unable to clearly see around us, nor are we able to see ourselves clearly. When we stand in God's presence, the mist dissipates due to His glorious light. There's a big difference between being self-aware and being selfish. Being selfish is like living in this thick mist where you can't really see what's happening around you. You're self-obsessed, but not self-aware. Becoming self-aware is when you stand in God's presence and the mist clears up so that you can see yourself and those around you clearly. Selfishness is a guarantee to not make your life count. Being self-aware is when you see clearly to change, to grow, and to make things right with others. Selfishness is a spiritual blindness where you think of yourself incorrectly and you're not growing into the person you were destined to be. When I came to Christ as a young man, the first thing God said to me in my heart was, Andre, do you realize that you hate your mom? I was like, no way, you're right. I blamed her for my parents' divorce and I caused so much hurt to her as a teenager. In that moment where I became self-aware of what was truly happening in my heart and what was wrong, I could now make a significant shift. Just after that, I went to my mom to say, I am sorry for all the hurt and that I love her. Previously, we couldn't be in the same room without fighting, but now we have a beautiful relationship. I wasn't self-aware until God shone His light on my heart, and that is freedom. The spiritual mist started to clear up as I drew near to God. So how do you become the true you? You need feedback, first from God and then from others. Feedback is the breakfast of champions but you need to desire to grow. The desire to become the true you will cause you to desire feedback. You need to love feedback. Are you a champion? Feedback is the breakfast of champions. Or or are you a loser? Losers can't handle feedback. Ultimately, you lose. You're not a loser in terms of your identity, but rather in the outcome of your life. Champions learn and grow from feedback they make their life count when someone holds up a truth mirror we tend to not like it we tend to be incredibly resistant to negative feedback we will do anything and everything in our ability to find fault with the messenger in many such cases we want to make the messenger illegitimate because we don't want that message we say things like man you're just a racist That's why you're saying these negative things about me. Or you don't really care about people. That's why you're being so harsh to me now. And it could merely be someone who's trying to lovingly help you. But we tend to experience feedback extremely negatively. We tend to kill the messenger to ignore the message. And the result is that we don't grow. And we're not self-aware. We tend to resist feedback especially when it says something needs to change in you and then we tend to rather reject the messenger. We do like to put up that perfect untarnished self-image that we tend to stick over the truth mirror. These two images are a very good example of this. The one is zoom calls without video. It reveals the raw real you and the other picture where the Zoom call with video tends to be the fake you. The moment video is on us, we make a whole lot of extra effort to look good. Real life definitely doesn't look as perfect as our social media posts. How can we become better at receiving feedback? And how can we grow in this? How can we discover the true us? You need to embrace two mirrors, the glory mirror and the truth mirror. The following scripture speaks of this glory mirror. This mirror reveals how you are, reveals who you are in Christ and who you are destined to be. This gives us courage to then look into the truth mirror and of those areas that need to change. You should be looking into the glory mirror most of the time. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 16. Nevertheless, When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. That's the first step. Turn to Jesus. Then verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You see, we find freedom in God. Verse 18, But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. When we look into the glory of the Lord, We also look into a mirror. This is a picture of who we are destined to be, the true self into which we are to be transformed. You and I are to become like Jesus. Transformation is only possible by standing in front of the glory mirror, being God-aware as you stand in His presence, and receiving the capacity now to face the truth mirror, revealing to us how we need to change. The glory mirror reveals who you are in Christ, and it reveals your future self. God wants to anchor us in Him, He says to you, this is who you are, my daughter, son. I believe in you. This is what I'm seeing. My beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But there is a journey, a process of change or transformation that's needed. God loves you. He believes in you. And he calls you to achieve great things. It's crazy when I think of when I was 19 I was shocking. I was a mess on multiple levels. But God could see my future. He could see who I will become. And that is the power of prophecy. That is the glory mirror. We look into who God is and what Christ has done for us and who He will cause us to become. It is wonderful. It's liberating. And it gives us great confidence. When it comes to facing the truth, then we tackle one thing at a time. We'll never be able to handle the whole deal of how much we need to change. Most of the time, look into the glory mirror, and then a smaller amount of the time we should look into the truth mirror, the areas where you and I need to change. As when I felt God say to me to sort out my relationship with my mom. The prophetic word gives us true reflection. God calls us into that. This is who you are in Christ confident, fearless, bold, peaceful, a child of God, a Christ-like one. It's the same with us as parents with our children. We see potential. We see them with God's eyes of who they could become and we believe in them. Father God comes to us and says, you are a great leader. You are a world changer. Even though you might not feel like that right now, that's who you are in the spirit. But now a process needs to happen, a growth process, a change process, a transformation process. We need this. Now the truth mirror reveals the areas where glory must flow into. The truth mirror reveals the areas where God's glory needs to flood in. You can call it areas of upgrade. You can't change yourself. The truth mirror simply reveals where God's goodness And glory must flood in. So get excited about that. Are you maybe tormented by fear? Well, good news. That's the area where God's peace is going to flow into. Are you maybe insecure and full of doubt? That's where boldness and faith is going to move into. That is God's glory. And that's good news to you and me. If you don't know the areas where change is needed then how can the glory flow in there? You need to ask. And if you want to make your life count, you and I need to be passionate about growing as a person into the very image of Christ. So how do we receive feedback? Well, there are three areas I want to quickly mention. Number one, God's Word. It cuts like a sword. But how do we often read the Word of God? Hmm, I think this bit is for my wife. She really needs to get this, but woman, submit. And we miss the part that says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, laying down his life for her. We like the sword to cut others, but we must always cut ourselves first. It's a double-edged sword. And we must pray, Lord, let your word cut me. So look into that mirror and let God cleanse you. 2 Timothy 3 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us out when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Make your life count by being prepared. The second one, God's spirit convicts us And it's like a fire that burns away those things that's not of God. It's like Jesus who knocks at the door of your heart saying, hey, I'm watching you. You can't get away with this. This is not good for you. Stop it. It's like a loving father who would speak to his child when they're about to burn their hands on the stove saying, don't do it. Don't put your hand there. I experienced this when Sonic and I miss one another at times and have some conflict. I would walk off to do my own thing, I would hear the voice of the Spirit say, No, Andre, go and make right with her. You're making her suffer. Go and love her. That is the Holy Spirit. John 16 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. That's the Holy Spirit that convicts us. Thirdly, circumstances or failures can also speak to us. If you want to listen to God or to others, then circumstances will begin to speak to you. Pain speaks powerfully. When other means don't work, then we need to listen to circumstances and ask the right questions. Should I learn from this? Is there something I need to change? Don't do the blame game. Some examples would be if there is a track record of failure upon failure, either relationally, in your marriage, financially, in your work environment. And you might say... Hey, but it's never your fault, it's always someone else's fault. Are you sure? If there's a trend of failure, maybe you need to listen to the feedback and make some changes. Are you allowing people and God to speak into your life? One of the biggest obstacles for making your life count is to be more worried about what people think of you than what God says about you. You need to get your priorities straight. You and I need to be God aware first, self-aware second, not selfish, and people aware third. If you get the order wrong, it will inhibit you from doing all that you're called to do. Live for the audience of one, for God to please him. Then you will be passionate about growing into the image of Christ. Look into His glory and goodness daily, and you will become more like Him. There are many times where we must simply obey God, no matter what has happened in our lives nor what people think. Be God aware, be overwhelmed with all that He is, and then follow Him. There will be disappointments on this life journey. Loved ones will die. We might have some regrets, but if you want to make your life count, you need to hear what Jesus is saying to us. Follow him. Get up from every disappointment, move beyond every pain or regret, all the opinions of man or failures, and follow him be God aware be heaven away. and allow the glory of God to flow into every area of your life so that you can become the person you're destined to be so let's pray father let your glory flow into your people right now bring transformation as we become God aware first And self aware second. I pray that each one of us would follow God with everything within us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Show for East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.